Welcome, all you mystics and magic makers. Welcome to the free spirits, witches, weirdos, and all the other bold and colorful folk out there. And I'm so glad you're here. This is the She Who Is Seeking podcast. And today, purpose. Ah, the urgency of purpose and being. For me, this is a midlife brilliance type moment that is overriding the midlife crisis part. But that took a little bit of work. I never thought that would happen. I didn't think that a midlife crisis was in my future. But here we are, I guess. And actually, I reached it because I thought, oh, shit. I could literally die at any point, at any moment. And what do I have to show for it besides the fact that I've impacted like my little small intimate circle? And that made me sort of like wake up a little bit and jump to some sort of action. Part of my human design basically states that I will never know the impact that I've had on people's lives. And I've come to accept that for the most part, but I mean, come on. (laughs) I feel like if life could just throw me a bone and I knew that I was on the best track possible, it would be so helpful. I'd feel like I could really hone in and dig into the work without having that sneaky is this even worth it kind of feeling or that whole like am I even doing this right well I guess this is why it feels so important to help others because I have kind of gone through that and come out on the other side and I feel like I can help people so that they are not stuck in this form of stagnation and floundering and suffering And I have to say that I have some pretty extreme experience in this field and I've come to learn that part of my gift is even just the gift of seeing that there is a gift in most things. Sorry, yes, that is a ice maker and a siren. But I'm going to keep going because before I stopped a bunch of times because there was dog noises and cat noises and somebody bumped into the wall outside and there were people walking by laughing and it's been a bunch of that stuff. So I'm going to just roll with it and hopefully it's a little bit amusing to you. And if not, I'm sorry. (laughs) I feel like because I've endured so much kind of like baloney or malarkey. I like that word right now. I think it fits. I don't really know exactly what malarkey means, but I think it's like kind of like baloney. Um, That I have this ability to come out on the other side with empathy and care and connection. And I have been told that I have a gift of sharing And a lot of times when I get into flow, I just sort of 
channel spirit and share and it does seem like it's pretty useful. I think it's coming through me from a higher place. So if it sounds brilliant, oh my God, literally everything in the house is making noise right now. I'm so sorry. But again, I'm going to roll with it because it's been like at this point, I'm going to just be honest. It's 543 and I started this at, I don't know, 1.30 or 2. And I've kind of tried over and over again and kept having to come back to it. Anyway, this is a lot of digression. I usually try to stay a little more focused, but you know, we're just going to roll with it. So <laughs> yeah, I um, do have the gift of just being able to be in the icky parts, the gritty, grubby parts of growth. And I don't know, I, I just think it doesn't scare me as much as it may scare other people. And that is just because I'm used to it, not because I'm overly brave or anything. I've just been through a lot. So I'm not perfect. I never have been. It's not my goal to be perfect. And, but I would say that it, if anything, it's been a steady incline of, and I don't love this term and I'm sure you don't either, but it does kind of sum up what I'm talking about. A steady incline of leveling up. And that's mostly not due to the fact that I'm so freaking amazing. But if you do think I'm amazing, thank you. You have good taste. I appreciate it. But rather, it's mostly due to the fact that the agreement, apparently, that I have in this life was to start at the bottom <laughs> and rise up to start to steadily learn and grow and share and be honest. And I have gained an incredible amount of skills over the last few years and worked with some incredible, talented, and powerful people. And I'm looking at you, AYG, but there is no substitute for the journey that <laughs> I originally was going to like tag her in this, but I'm just being too silly. I probably will not do it. Um, when you have traveled as I have to the underworld over and over and made friends like personal friends, <laughs> like first name basis with the ferrymen and the gatekeepers of the underworld. Well, you do tend to learn a few things, some of which are navigating difficult and uncertain waters, opening from dark places, just being able to be open in present, even in dark places and finding that little crack of light to navigate your safe return from the underworld back to this place of living. And I was going to say safe return, but like, honestly, I think that it maybe makes it feel a little safer and tamer and easier than it feels like it makes it seem that it's a little tamer. I think you know what I mean, but it has been a return over and over again to a higher and fully realized version of myself. And that is what I'm calling the leveling up. 
The other thing that I've realized is there's this certain level of fear and anxiety associated with the majority of the big moments in life. And actually I've noticed that with a lot of things and hence the wanting to help others and to help my community, the ones that feel adrift, unmanifested, hopeless, aimless, overwhelmed. And I want to be able to help them regulate their nervous systems and overcome all the crippling panic and fear at a younger age, if possible. And if you are my age or older, some of us still are doing the work, but how amazing would it have been if you had had something that could make, make the learning easier or some sort of a roadmap or a support system. If only I would have known this when I was younger, I think it just really could have helped me to get where I want to go and where, you know, I still basically am going sooner. So if I had only done this and that all the way back then, when I knew there was a call, when I literally heard the call of spirit and was answering with, I know, right? I did do the work, but not in this big way that was out and open. I was a professional at being covert, cagey, hidden, quiet, working in the background. And I have talked about that before and probably will again, because seriously, it was my MO. Um, but now I know that I'm in this really strange place of new trust, where I trust in listening to the voice that says, it's safe to be heard and it's safe to be listened to. I feel that it's safe now, but I haven't always is the point. And that's the thing about that witch wound or a persecution complex, or even just protecting yourself against fear or shame. It might make you feel safer for a time, but damn it, that crap catches up with you. Especially if one is open to the fact that they have a mission or calling or purpose or destiny, you just have to act on it. And it's clear that you can take steps to counteract it. And a lot of us even know what those things are. But for me, it came down to what is more uncomfortable, stretching out of the comfort zone and allowing space for something new to happen or staying the same. So I decided to share these things with you from this perspective, this personal lens. And I know it's risky because it can be seen as a weakness and doesn't every person peddling any wisdom need to be strong and detached and on the other side of it. So I am taking a gamble and I'm saying, no, it's not realistic. It's not realistic to pretend to be perfect. It's not realistic to pretend that you have all the answers. So yes, we can pretend that we have the answers if we want to, but I don't. I'm completely done with trying to have all the answers 
trying to be perfect. That was never really a goal of mine anyway. I'm not one of those, or at least I haven't been for a long time. But I am done with the whole package of putting on airs, and I just want to keep it raw with you. Sometimes I do know the answers. Sometimes I don't. It can be both on the same day or in the same conversation or even in the same sentence. I'm in touch with my humanity and all of its stickiness, and I am okay with letting you see that. And I don't need nor want people to have to look up to me or put me on a pedestal. Because, not that you would anyway, but you, I think you know what I'm saying. Up there, you have to worry about falling off or being knocked off. And I'd rather be rooted in the experience. Down with the plants where I can lay on the ground and get comfy, closing my eyes, feeling the breeze, where I'm earthy and supported and have dirt under my nails. And I want you there with me. And it can still be real and have value. And I can still be a medley of knowledge, baggage, experience, wisdom, weirdness, because it's true. I am that package. And this is a side note, but I often find it really funny because a lot of spiritual teachers or mentors or people that do work similar to me tend to be very like serious and speak in like that really like beautiful, calm voice, which is great. And I love that. And I have some of those wisdom keepers in my inner sanctum in my life. I respect them, but I am not that person. I can have a lot of knowledge that is important and it can be helpful, but also I'm a little bit goofy and weird. And you know, I just am. And so I don't know, I'm amusing, but also helpful. So there you go. And I am at this point in my life, utterly confident in my ability to be of service to those who find their way to me. And I will always share what I figured out the way to get through something, what I know, what I've learned, maybe it's the right answer. Maybe there's no right answer. Maybe it's just one possible way, but there's usually a lot of possible ways. And sometimes you just need somebody to hold space for you while you figure that out. Sometimes the hardest part is probably staying connected to your why. Why do you want to keep going? Where are you headed? How do you get back on the horse when that butthole keeps bucking you off? I will tell you because I am super well versed in this experience and hopefully you laughed at the word butthole because I did. <laughs> oh my God. I'm not high. I don't, I'm not even, I mean, I have had Shisandra and pomegranate but those are not drugs. So I don't know. I'm just goofy today. Whatever. I don't know. Part of it is being plugged into community. One that wants the best for you and will give you a boost to get back on that horse or maybe introduce you to a nicer horse. And you're safer than you think to do the things you want to do. You have more power to affect the changes you want to see in the world. And you are giving yourself credit for. 
you can be both confident that you know what you're doing and ready to do it while at the same time be shaking in your boots. Ask me how I know that. I think you can figure out how I know that. So slow down and take a breath and allow yourself to feel your why. Remember that you are safe. Think of all the other people who want you to feel great and want the best for you. And honestly, this was not my original intention, but if you need more smart and lovely people in your corner, you could come over to the super secret magic club on shewhoisseeking.com and there's a waiting list where you can sign up for my little supportive community, which is led by me, where we can do serious work, but in a <laughs> light and fun way. And it is going to be a great container of love and fun and support and wisdom and sharing that feels like a tea party. And also I will encourage you to have tea. And it is a place where you can cultivate and practice putting all of the knowledge and gifts that you have together into the fabric of your days where you can just learn to weave them together because I'm, I mean, so many of us are doing a lot of work, right? At any given time, learning all sorts of new information but sometimes it's hard to ground it into a practice. So that was, I guess, a little ad for my thing, but going on. Um, this week, interestingly, I encountered a lot of signs. When I was out walking at the park, I saw a rattlesnake. And I know that there's quite a few snakes out there right now because I'm recording this at the tail end of August in Southern California and it's hot. But a lot of times the rattlesnakes, you know, they don't want to be seen. They're hiding somewhere off the beaten path and you don't see them very often. So it, it did seem somewhat remarkable to me. So I did let that medicine in and the snake is an animal that is close to the earth energies and it represents life force and that definitely that like deep chi type life force. And it also is the unconscious drives and primal instincts that rule a lot of creative forces as well as just like straight up life energy forces. And I was reminded to investigate how it is that I stay recharged and where my energy comes from, because that is one of the things that seeing that type of medicine out in the world is asking you to do. And then another thing I encountered was this ginormous bumblebee. 
And this was not like, this was not a little honeybee, but I tend to think when I think of rattlesnake, I also think of just snakes on the whole. And when I think of a bumblebee or a carpenter bee or whatever, I also think of the bee as a whole. But bees are hardworking, they're community focused, they enjoy the sweetness and life force and flowers and the sun working together. They have this nectar of their labor that is sustaining and long lasting. And side note, did you know that they have found honey in Egyptian tombs that is still liquid? Isn't that wild? I just thought it was very interesting. Okay, I'm going on. And then I also saw a dragonfly. And I saw this dragonfly and it really did feel like it was a messenger from spirit and a reminder of my spirit guides in general. And they're known to reveal the path, like your path and your magic. And they remind you to keep your eyes open to deceptions, deceits, false illusions, and false hopes. And they're also about transformation and adaptability. So between the signs from the universe and the wisdom I brought back out from meditation and also the compassionate brilliance of one of my amazing witchy elder friends, I just really had my eyes opened and my focus was recalibrated and the busy work fell away and I had these incorrect destinations that came off of the itinerary, they just dropped away. And my boundaries, which have been pretty good lately, became even better and will continue to get stronger and to keep out more. And I just realized that there are people who say that they don't have time for meditation or for nature or self-care or ritual. But to me, these things are what brings my life together and it keeps me in my magic and it connects me to what's important. At one point, I realized that I just wanted my life and my spiritual work and my life's purpose to all be centered around the same tenets. I just wanted it to basically all be the same thing. I wanted to be able to go deep and live in a place where I carved out for myself a life that felt magic, nourishing, uplifting, and inspirational. And what I've worked towards is bringing that together, building it up, strengthening it, and defining it for myself so that I could bring it out into the world for others. The things that I love the most are connecting with nature and all of its glory and connecting with people. And so that's kind of just like what I have been building my life around. So the offering that I mentioned 
sorry, that's the, that's the dog, the offering that I was mentioning before. Um, before I used to do individual coaching. Um, but I've put that on hold because I just have felt this calling to be more connected to a, a bigger community in a deep way. So I've really just been working on building that super secret magic club to be that small, intimate group that's safe and supportive and that gets you dialed into your own truth and pointed at the spaciousness and pleasures. Do you hear that? That is the dog. <laughs> I'm so sorry. What was I saying? Um, yeah, like dialed into your true north and just really connected to your pleasure and knowing what action steps to take and having a place where you can cultivate a practice that puts all of the knowledge and gifts that we're all always picking up together and woven into the fabric of our body and woven into the fabric of our days because I just really realized that I have too much I want to share to have to go back and forth between being in my magic and then just like all the muggle work that is required of some people. And, you know, I used to do that, but I just want to stay in this magic so I can bring forth messages easily and connect with people easily. And I tend to attract these multi-passionate brainy people who really need help connecting to their divine nature. And in fact, I know some of the people I'm thinking of some of you are definitely that you're that brainiac, very intelligent, reads every book there is, takes a ton of courses knows the things with their thinking mind. But that's the thing. Reading the books isn't always enough. Learning the material isn't always enough. The way that we reap the real benefits of our knowledge is to put it into practice. So my strength has really always been taking that more amorphous, complicated topic or construct and breaking it down into tangible, physical representations of the work. It's like this energetic binding between the concept and then something that we can actually do in our lives so that we can bring the magic basically through the ether into our body, into our life. And when we do that, then things can become embodied. That practice can be part of the energy that we bring. And it can become part of our embodied self. And so it's one of the things that I love doing. And if you just want to like keep showing up here, it's the kind of thing that I love talking about and bits of that bleed through all the time. Don't think that I'm only bringing this up because of the fact that I have a little group, but it's basically to help you get to know a little bit more about me and the way that I 
picture energy and what I do in my work. But if you want to, if you would like to consider grounding your earthy magic, then you could join our group of mystics and seekers at the Super Secret Magic Club. And I love saying that. And that is at shewhoisseeking.com. And like I said, there's going to be a little wait list. You can join that and I would love to have you. And I would love to thank you for spending your precious time with me today. And if you want to leave a message, you can do it at the following phone number, which is okay seeking zero. That's area code 657-335-4640, which spells out okay seeking zero. <laughs> Again, area code 657-335-4640. And I'd love to hear what you've gotten out of the podcast, what your thoughts are, what you have to say. And I would love to continue the conversation with you. Also, you can find me at Instagram and over there. Also, I'm at she who is seeking. And like I said, if you want to check out my website, that's shewhoisseeking.com. And I'm so grateful that you were here with me today and that you sat through my goofiness and my silliness and my dog walking around and my cat giving himself a bath right here and the tiki 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 of Stella's nails as she walks around. Um, but you know, actually this is like real life. This is a peek into still being in your <laughs> uh, purpose and also having fun. And that's just like how I like to roll. And if you think anybody would like this podcast, please, it would mean so much to me if you share it with a friend or on social media or write a five-star review on Apple podcast, as you know, from listening to other podcasts, that really is the way that people are able to find your podcast because they will not promote your podcast or share it until you have quite a few good reviews on there. And so thank you again. Thank you so much. And the music is the beautiful song Snake River by Siren and the Sea. And <laughs> I probably shouldn't do this because I was so goofy. She's a very serious practitioner. She's not a goofball. But if you are interested in working with like a badass hardcore professional magical practitioner who is mammothly talented she's a witch she's a mentor she's amazing and i mentioned her earlier as ayg her name is amanda yates garcia and you can book sessions with her at the website oracleoflosangeles.com oracleoflosangeles.com also, she has a great book, which is Memoir of a Witch by Amanda Yates Garcia. It's a beautiful cover. It's a great book. And tell her that Mina sent you and um, that you are ready to be a boss and you're there to work with her. <laughs> well, I love you guys so much. And 
maybe next time I'll be goofy. Maybe I'll be serious. You never know. I don't know. We'll just see. Okay. But I love you. And victory to the goddess. Bye. And I thought I would explain why I'm leaving the goofiness in, which is basically it's getting late and my kids are going to come home and I won't be able to get it all edited out or re-recorded and I thought why not just let people know that this is part of the real you which is goofy and not perfect and kind of silly and kind of informative but yeah I would rather have the podcast come out on time and be goofy rather than it would be really late, like a few days late, if I don't just <laughs> let it roll. Okay. You're probably gone. Probably nobody's heard this. But if you did and you think it's funny, you can let me know at the phone line, which is okay, seeking zero. I need to come up with like a jingle. I probably really sound like I'm <laughs> on something, but I promise you, I am not. <laughs> not that it would be a problem if I was, I guess, but I'm not. Okay. Love you. Bye.